Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Pretty well. How are you? I'm good. Episode 10. This is like a real thing now. Wow. (laughs) I'm proud of us. (laughs) I know. Also, happy holidays. Yes, I cannot believe Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah, next week. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it just kind of crept up, but... Yeah, it did. And we've been saying with uh, the pregnancy, we've been telling my son, like, new baby comes out after Christmas. And we thought we'd just be able to buy more time after Christmas. But like, Christmas is coming. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it is. (laughs) That means the baby's going to be kind of coming soon. Yeah, it's it's ticking away, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, it's March, but I've already, I don't know, something just shifted in the last week or two where I'm like, oh, I got to got to get ready like at work just kind of trying to like get my team communicating better and get projects going and then at home like making space in the house but oh my gosh I don't, yeah I guess nesting a little bit I don't know yeah <laughs> sounds like a touch of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm oh, super excited good. for the holidays what are you guys doing we will be traveling my grandmother always hosts the holidays and we typically go to my husband's family and then an hour down to my parents and then another hour down to my grandparents. So it's a lot. All on the same day? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, sometimes we'll split it up where we go to his family for a day, a day before or a day after the holiday generally, because I have a really hard time giving up my family. He doesn't have a big family yeah. and I have a huge family. So sometimes we'll split it up like that. Usually we, we do that, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but what about no, you guys? we have the same thing. Where so my family is like a big Irish family, and it's like it's a lot about just the hanging out and telling stories, and just like I don't know, like you're hanging out in a pub, like drinking. At, you know, I won't really be drinking, but <laughs> it's kind of more of a late night kind of thing. And his family is very small and low key. And so I want the nights with my family. So um, we kind of do that with Thanksgiving. We we're going to sleep over. And this might be our last year because next year we'll be a family of four. And that's a lot of people. (laughs) Oh my God. But, um, but yeah, we're going to stay over and hang out. And so his family kind of gets the, oh, you can have a different day <laughs> because uh, it, it's, I don't know. We never know if his brothers are coming into town or not. And yeah. And then Christmas, we kind of do like Christmas morning with his mom and then 
the night with my family. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like we kind of have our traditions as, as my family and I didn't want to give them up at all. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I just love it so much. Me too. This is a fun time of year. Stressful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <fun. laughs> all right. So yeah, this is our holiday episode. There's a lot of things that come up around the holidays that we got some good questions that we just wanted to touch on. Um, a lot of it's around food, but also navigating some family choices during the holidays with our kids and gift giving and all that. So do you want to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited about this. Okay. So the first thing, question that we got was about body image during the holidays. And was this, is this anything that you've had to deal with, Michelle, that you have personally so, dealt with? Yes. We've talked about this, I think, in different respects, um, kind of how there's the diet and the off the diet. And I think it is very big around the holidays where people are doing the, Oh, I shouldn't be, or, Oh, why'd you bring these that I'm going to be off my diet or whatever it is. Um, I, I think a lot of people are like, Oh, calories don't count on Christmas or <laughs> Thanksgiving. Like I'm not on the diet, but, um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm in a really good place where I'm not going to be eating half a pie or, you know, I'm not worried about some of this, like gaining weight around the holidays. Um, cause even if I want to indulge a little bit on the holidays, I'm right back to where I need to be the next day. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know my body now and what makes me feel good, but I also know that this can be very triggering for a lot of people. If they have a night where they're kind of thrown off of their diet, that it can spiral and it's hard to jump back on. So um, I think just uh, one thing I really liked was I heard somebody say like, you can always change what you're doing with the next bite. Like you don't have to, even if you're halfway through a pie and you start feeling guilty about it, like you don't, have to finish it like you can decide like oh I don't think I'm going to feel good about myself if I have this um but if you're fine with it and it works for you and it's not going to spiral you off it's fine to indulge I think um like for me gluten is definitely going to be something that it's just not even going to be considered as a food or an option because it will make me feel crappy for two to three days and it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just, I, I think just knowing yourself is the best advice I have. Like know what works for you, which I think is difficult when you're trying to make changes initially. It is. Yeah. But you're right. I love that. It's all about tuning in. Yeah. Do you deal with that at all? Um, I don't anymore. Like you, I'm in, I'm in a really good place now, but I did. The holidays actually used to be really, really hard for me as someone who didn't eat a lot. <laughs> um, I would either like, I wouldn't eat all day and then just binge during whatever meal it was, or I would exercise a lot. I would run before, lift after, plan the week out. It was 
I didn't really realize it at the time until I kind of stepped back, but it was obsessive. And, um, I don't know. It used to, it used to kind of freak me out because I knew I enjoyed this food and this time with my family. And it was just kind of this way to all connect through food, but then I would just feel so guilty. So yeah, like you said, now I'm just kind of in a place where I know my body and it took, it's not like I just woke up one day and just said, okay, well, this has to change. It was a slow burn, but um, if I'm eating pie and I'm full, I don't have to finish it or turkey or whatever the thing is. Um, I know eating intuitively is kind of a buzzword right now, but I think there's really something to say for that whenever you pay attention. And it's just, it's just being aware, being aware of how you feel, kind of knowing how you're going to feel, like you said, with gluten and just setting those boundaries and sticking to them for yourself. And the world's going to keep turning if you have your grandma's pie and you don't work out the next day. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I and I, I do want to, yeah, I want to empathize and say, we've been doing this for a while and it is, it's almost hard to go back and remember like, oh, that's, that's how I used to feel around this. And it came from this place of kind of hating yourself almost like yeah. I can't, I don't have any control. Like I, I didn't stick to my diet or I didn't do what I intended to do with the holiday. And I think just trying to be present as much as you can and aware of your choices as you're making them. As long as you're in that space, I think whatever you do is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, you're responsible. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think with what you said about connecting, like using food to connect with family is such a big thing. And it kind of led into another one of our questions was how do you navigate that you eat differently than your family? So if you want to make certain choices that don't go along with what everybody else is doing, are you missing out on that connection? Are you, um, or are you dealing with negative feedback from family members? Yeah, this can be a really tough one, especially this time of year when everybody and their aunt has an opinion. Um, I, this is tough for me because I typically, I, I don't really have like an autoimmune condition or something where I have to avoid certain things. So I usually just use my moderation and I okay. kind of just go into it with an attitude of this is how it's going to be. This is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy. Here we go. That being said, there are always extra cookies and extra ev everything out for, you know, it's easy just to grab a handful of this and a handful of that. And I know that I feel like crap when I do that, especially with the snacks. I mean, usually the snacks are what get, what gets me, but, um, my family, my immediate family is much, they're much different than my in-laws. They are very understanding and they are very cognizant of, um, the life that I, that I lead, especially when it comes to my son. So they'll kind of go out of their way and buy the grass fed thing if they can, or oftentimes I'll go, I'll offer to go shopping if I'm just there with them. Um, just like my parents and my sister or something and kind of do that thing. But my in-laws are a different story. They're a lot a lot more challenging, let's just say. <laughs> and they've, I mean, it's always, it's the comments, it's everything. Um, so that's, that's, I guess that's kind of a different question, but. No, I think that is the question. Cause I think this is one of those things where when you're first starting this journey, it's really tough to explain that. And it seems like you're still 
in that place of having to explain that with your in-laws. Yeah. So I guess, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. And I feel like I get a little defensive because still after all these years, it's like, I still have to justify it. And I don't, I I know that I don't, but sometimes I kind of have to take a step back and realize that because it feels like you have to say, Oh, almost like you're apologizing for be for not having gluten or for not wanting the cake or whatever it is. And yeah, that's just so not necessary. It's not talking down to them or saying that their food is bad or they're doing the wrong thing. And I think a lot of people get defensive about that. Um, even if they don't outwardly express it, my in-laws certainly do <laughs> in a very passive aggressive way, which can be really defeating. But yeah, just just know your body and know your choices. And like I said before, set those boundaries and you don't have to cross them. And that's not on you. You know, it's not on you. Right. Yeah. And that's something where I do feel like now, like studying nutrition and being really firm in the space, it's easier because people have changed their expectations of me. Um, one thing that I think is still tough is drinking in my family that I don't necessarily want to, well, definitely not now that I'm pregnant, but um, I used to drink a lot and that was like holidays were a big part of that. Cause my family is just like, we played drinking games on Christmas and Thanksgiving. And it's just a big part of, I, I want to say culture, just how my family is like, um, so that's, that's been kind of a tough thing for me because I still want to feel like a part of it. And I still want to play the games, but I also don't want to have 10 drinks on Christmas, which sounds like a crazy amount, but that, that's kind of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are, <laughs> people are passing out and I don't know, I guess it's a, a lot of my cousins are younger too, or I'm the oldest cousin. And so it goes down to 24, I think. So it's, a much different <laughs> space that they're in too. And we might not have even had that when I was younger because it it really wasn't okay for us to do this as cousins until we were all of drinking age. So I I hate feeling like I'm missing out because I loved that so much, but I also didn't love necessarily the hangover and you know a hangover is a lot worse when you're 36 than when you're 25. so for me I I don't know again when I'm pregnant it's kind of easier to just people know you're not gonna drink yeah (laughs) um but I also still feel that like where I feel left out and I want to feel like I'm a part of it even though I can't participate in the drinking portion so um that I mean that's tough like I'd you know, play the game with water or whatever it is. But, um, so I, I think that's a big piece for me. The food piece started years ago and I'm again, trying to put myself back in that place where it was new and it was hard because I didn't have a great reason to make different choices necessarily. Like I don't want to eat chips and French onion dip. Like, and there's plenty of the foods that aren't the best choices in the world that I do still have, but there's some things that I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't think I need that in my life. Like Jay's potato chips. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I, I did 
get comments. And I think, I think you touched on this where people feel like they have to question their own choices if they see someone else making a different choice. And we have a lot of weight issues in my family, people with diabetes, where there's probably a very good reason they should be questioning their own choices, but may not want to. So I think it brings that up for people as well. And I think especially with children, if I'm limiting what my child has and another parent is not doing that, that doesn't mean I'm questioning their parenting. It just means this is the choice I want to make for my son, but it can feel like that to other people. Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that too. With some family members, it's like the kids come in the house and they're there's cookies in their faces and all of this. And that's fine, but that's not how I want my kid to. And I mean, he doesn't really even like this stuff very much anyways. He'll take a couple bites and probably be over it. But it's just that, I don't know. I, I want to say pressure, but I don't know if that's really the right word because it's not like anybody's making me do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I guess from my perspective, don't use Christmas as a time to educate people on nutrition. Right. <laughs> that they probably don't want to hear these things while they're just trying to have a good time with their family. So I think just responding to questions like, I don't feel great when I eat like that. Um, it's really all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to say, no, you do feel great. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so you're not making it about them. You're not judging them. You're not saying, that's not healthy. Like, because then I think it it does drive more of a rut in there. Um, But I think usually when I make my plate at Thanksgiving, let's say, like we have so much food, like there's, it's just amazing the number of options we have. My plate doesn't look that different from somebody next to me. I'm not going to have a bun. I'm not going to have the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows or the stuffing with the bread in it. But I'm able to choose a lot of vegetables and meats that maybe aren't the same choices I'd be making at home, but they're fine. And it doesn't have to be, I'm completely excluding myself because, because I'm, I'm not eating the same way you are. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think if you want to have those conversations around educating somebody about the dangers of gluten, just, don't pick Christmas. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, and then I'll just touch on one other thing. Like with a kid, it's different too, because it's not him making this choice. It's me making this choice for him. And I do have, I've mentioned this in another episode, like an aunt who thinks he needs cookies and like, I'm depriving him if he doesn't get to have every dessert he ever wanted. Um, so for me, there's things like, I don't know. I want him to be able to try things. But when he was like a year ago, I did not want him to be able to try things like he didn't need them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think it's kind of fun. Like, oh, do you like this? And um, if it were at our own house, we'd probably make a healthier version of the same thing, like a, a skillet apple cinnamon thing instead of an apple pie. But I'm not that worried about it. Yeah. I But I, I also don't want to let other people make that choice for my son. Exactly. Like it's not their decision. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm cool. Okay. Not behind my back, but yeah. 
yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to take that experience away from him either, you know, cause that's such a big part of my, my memories, my family time, everything. It's, you know, it's special. Yeah. But also, but I think just making your, your choices for your child known to your family members and not budging on that. Like it's not okay for you to give him this. Um, I think that's fine to say it's your kid. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And that is a nice segue into the next question actually, <laughs> which is dealing with family drama during the holidays and how to navigate that and manage that. Interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, that one. I mean, we definitely have family drama and I'm used to it. And I think where I went with this question was kind of how to explain it to my son because it's, I I know how to, I guess I'm not really involved in a lot of the family drama. Like my dad and his siblings tend to have a lot of drama Mm. (laughs) and it's really like, we just kind of the kids (laughs) sit downstairs and like oh my god can you believe aunt whatever said that or (laughs) um but so when I saw this I'm like oh it is different now that my kid's gonna pick up on yelling or pick up on um behavior that he's not getting exposed to in my house um and I don't love that (laughs) so I don't I think I just tend to not get involved in the drama. Like I've, I don't know. I don't really have a lot going on. Like I just am pretty resolute and here's what I want for myself. And not everybody's going to listen to that, but I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But with my son, I do think there's a way to explain like, yeah, he's yelling. I hope he says he's sorry. Like, like even my husband will yell sometimes not out of anger, just out of like, if Connor is going to dump something out, that's going to make a mess. Scott will be like, no, 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 don't do that. And like reach across the table. And it is yelling. Like he doesn't see that as yelling, but it scares my son. Mm -hmm. And I make him apologize. Like, you know, daddy say you're sorry for yelling. Connor say you're sorry for dumping that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, I think it's does little harm, but there is an aspect of you don't treat people like that. Like you, if you yell at somebody, you apologize. And so hopefully I'm just able to teach him that. Um, do you have thoughts? No, I, I actually really love that perspective because that's not how I took the question at all. Okay. And I think that's really cool. And yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Um, I kind of, I know, I know the person who asked it and she said it was a sibling, sibling in law situation that she, okay. I don't know exactly, but, um, I, I feel like I, I don't know the entirety of that situation, but my mother-in-law and I, I know I keep mentioning my in-laws and I don't mean to throw yeah. them under the bus, but it's just been really, really challenging. Um, you know, the choices that we've made as parents have been kind of stepped over, walked around, talked down to about in front of my kid. It's, it's just been really hard. So we are not on the best terms right now. And I honestly wasn't even sure if I was going to see them for the holidays, just because it's been that tense. Um, Because being trapped in a room or 
anywhere with the person who triggers you is challenging. And I don't always handle it the best way, but I know that I'm firm in my, my boundaries. I guess the way I want my son to be talked to and I can't control, you know, you can't control all these external factors all the time. And that's fine. Cause it's not like he's exposed to that for long periods of time, but it it is hard. But I think just remembering that you get to make the decision of when to walk away or I guess if you can't leave the space, just how to exit the conversation or I don't know. Does that make sense? Just, just like you get, the power is in your hands. You get to walk away. You get to decide that. I actually, this is funny, but I'm sitting here like, wow, I'm really fortunate that I'm not in the middle of any family drama. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and mine's not even bad. You know, there are some families that don't even speak. I can't, I cannot even imagine that. My dad is one of eight and my mom's one of four. And there's just like cousins and aunts and uncles everywhere. And we're all really close. So I feel very lucky. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that does make sense. And I, I think that's the only way to move forward. You're not, if you're firm in your boundaries, they're going to either have to learn to accept that or deal with the conflict. Yeah. And it's okay to, to remove yourself from that situation, even if it means if this is at all possible, not going, like if it's possible to avoid them, if they are that triggering to you. And that doesn't make you, even if you don't go to that length, it doesn't make you rude or selfish or anything like that. This is, you're preserving your mental health and that is important, even with family. So yeah, I feel for you. (laughs) This is a tough one. (laughs) Um, so another question we had is we talked about this a little, but how do you set limits on food for your children around the holidays? Yeah, I I like this question too. And I know the the girl who sent it in says that they they're typically gluten and dairy free. So I know this can be really hard whenever you're around family, when other people are cooking and everything like that. And I know I already mentioned this, but we're very fortunate that we don't have a, you know, a specific allergy or anything like that that really that we cannot have the food. So I will typically let my son like we talked about, I'll let him try things and I'll let him have that experience if, if he wants to, and if I am aware of it. Um, but it's, if he is reaching for a third, fourth, fifth cookie, whatever number I set, if he keeps wanting more and more of that, I'll probably offer him different choices. And if there's, you know, a thing, we might just remove ourselves from the situation and talk about it. Um, I don't really know that I have a good solid answer on that because I, I'm not going to avoid it completely, but I, you know, I will set that limit. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think we've talked about this in general with toddler eating that we have the rule of we pick the food, you, the kid picks how much Mm -hmm. that doesn't work on the holidays. If you want to indulge in some treats that are out there, like, no, it's not a free for all on what you can have. And this is all caveated with we have two-year-olds. It's, I'm sure, very different with an older kid that's a lot more aware of, like, when they're driving to the holiday, they know that they want the cookies. 
um, it's a lot easier to get a two-year-old to move, move on when they're not thinking about it later when they're playing blocks, like, you know, I wanted more cookies. So for us, I think it's actually bigger, a bigger deal with things like crackers where they're on kind of the low coffee tables and it's easily accessible to him because our dessert tables are generally up on a real table. So he couldn't reach it himself. And that makes that piece easier. Uh, I don't love him having a ton of crackers either. (laughs) Um, And maybe, maybe I could bring my own crackers because he's, he's been a little sick and he's been having crackers, but they're simple mills crackers and they're, they have a decent amount of fat and protein in them to balance it out a little bit. So that might be an answer is bring my own version of a food like that. Uh, Cause he doesn't even eat the meats or the cheeses. It, he just really likes a plate of crackers. <laughs> um, the desserts. I, I think I'd let him have a couple bites of things, but I don't think I'd give him much of a dessert at this point because I think he'd be happy to have like a couple bites of whatever daddy's having Mm -hmm. so um but in terms of like how we want to move forward with setting limits I think we just have to pick what we're okay with and try to have an awareness of how our kid acts after they have a certain amount so let's say I set my limit at three cookies like you said I'm not saying that will be my number or whatever but um see how he acts and then maybe the next time the limit's one cookie because it wasn't worth it like the same thing with me like it's not worth it to have the gluten it's not worth it to let your kid have the extra cookies with how they are with going to bed or whatever happens later in the evening because people's blood sugar processes things very differently and it might be something that just isn't great for your kid, even though somebody else's kid can have three cookies and be okay. And it probably depends on how much dinner they had too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If they had a lot of fat and protein, the sugar might not be horrible for them, but. um, Yeah. And if they're an older kid too, if there's, I mean, I know this doesn't always mean it's going to happen because you say it, but if there's a way to kind of explain on the way there, we're only going to have X, Y, Z or whatever, whatever. Again, I don't know how useful that would be. (laughs) Or if they're old enough to understand even after they eat the cookies or whatever, and they're not feeling well, you can kind of, I'm not saying slam your kids full of cookies to teach them a lesson, but you can use it as a teachable (laughs) moment. (laughs) Like, oh, you know, we ate all of this and our bellies don't feel good and blah, blah, blah. Like, however you want to word that and handle that. But again, use your discretion there. That's not advice, advice, but. (laughs) Well, and we can't kid ourselves and say it's never going to happen. Of course not. Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) It maybe hasn't happened yet that my son is overloaded on cookies, but I'm sure it will happen at some point. It's going to happen, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So then we had another question about travel and well, there were two, there was one about travel and one about holiday shopping, but travel specifically, how do you fit everybody in and still kind of preserve your sanity? Um, I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I think that's something we've thought a lot about. Uh, so we don't really travel. My dad's family that we go to for holidays is about 45 minutes away. Um, and then our immediate family is within five minutes. So we don't do a ton of travel around the holidays. I can maybe speak to travel in general a little bit or navigating some of that stuff. But um, in terms of like from a nutrition perspective, I do really like sending food ahead because um, these limits we're talking about. So for me, I'm talking about one night. Whereas if you're somebody who's traveling for the holidays and, and navigating what your kid is eating and it's three days, that would be different for me than if it was one evening. Like I don't want it to be a free for all for three days of cookies and whatever. So um, I think sending snacks ahead, like just send it on Amazon and ship it somewhere is a nice thing. So we've done that on vacations as well. Um, just so you have something easy and ready to go, but navigating schedules. One thing we've talked about more and more as our son is getting older is that we do want to have our own traditions as an immediate family. And it doesn't feel as important yet because we spend so much time with our kid. We have one-on-one time with him every night. But once things start to change, like he has activities or sports or, you know, and you want that quality time, I think we want to have that already established that like, this is our thing. Um, So I think, again, it just comes down to boundaries. Like, here's what we decided we want to do. And then just letting your family know what the plans are. for us, we don't, we definitely didn't want to do the split holidays, like my family for Thanksgiving, your family for Christmas, because like I said, I didn't want to miss any of the the holidays with my family. I, I just love them. And Scott's really, he really feels like a part of our family too. So it's, it's a big deal for him too. But um, yeah, I think our thing, like we want to start doing every year on Christmas is building a gingerbread house. So I made some paleo gingerbread last year and it was the most broke ass gingerbread house you could ever imagine. (laughs) But I'm like, we have to set the bar really low so that we actually do it because we are exactly the kind of people who say we're going to do things and don't. Um, So we made one last year and I overcooked the gingerbread a little bit. It didn't look done and I kept it in the oven and it was hard and not that great (laughs) but we did it and we're going to do it again this year and like our idea is that as we get better at it we'd be able to make more complex designs and it would be fun um but so i i'm hoping that we'll just like set aside that family time every year and yeah it's it's nice to think about family traditions and get to make your own um um I agree about the traditions. That's something that we always did as kids. We always went on a Christmas Eve walk and looked for Rudolph and we would have the sugar cookies and the pine trees and it was just magical. I just want to make a comment real quick about gingerbread houses. They are literally my nightmare and my husband and I almost got divorced. over. (laughs) (laughs) I hate them. So it's not going to be your family tradition. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Kudos to you guys. You have a lot more patience than I do. (laughs) 
Or lower standards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I'll pretend like that's it. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, yeah. I love that. And you made a lot of really good points. I know we have been the travelers for five, six years now. Um, it, when we lived up in Buffalo, it was only three hours and now it's five. So it's not like we have to hop on a plane, but still five hours is a good chunk of a day. And it is challenging to be the one that lives far away and comes home. Um, I always try to think of it as we're very, very fortunate. And it's such a blessing to have so many people that you want to see and spend time with, and they want to spend time with you. But it is hard. Um, I'm lucky I still have three out of my four grandparents. So it's the grandparents, it's extended family, it's friends, it's your own parents, it's your sister, your sibling, whatever. It's a lot. It's good stuff, but that doesn't mean good isn't stressful. So I know for me, I have to, I have to set aside time for myself where I am in quiet, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, I have to do that. It is, it's stimulating and I need that quiet time. So just, I know it's the holidays and they're exciting, but just remember you still are important too. And also again, you get to decide how much you want to do, even though, like I said, even though it's happy, doesn't mean it's not hard, especially when you have a kid. I know the person that asked this has a little girl. Um, so that's an extra layer of challenging when you're traveling with a baby toddler. So you can, you can say no, if it doesn't feel like, if it feels more like an obligation than a want, or you could have people come to you. I'm not very good at this. I always feel like, I always feel bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm working on not being such a people pleaser, but, um, or if it's a thing where you have a lot of people in a bunch of different places, make them shorter visits. If, if that's at all possible either. Um, again, you know what feels right and you know what your family needs and just tuning into that. And um, yeah, I don't know, not setting a strict schedule I found too, because then there's a whole extra layer of stress. If you have to be here at three, but this is taking longer, just kind of give yourself breaks, give yourself time. That's what's been really helpful for me through all the traveling at least. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, so this is something I've learned about myself more recently through like some of the Enneagram nuisances that I'm like a one-on-one socializer. Mm -hmm. So I really like socializing, but not in a group. It's more like, I really like these deep connections with individuals. So I know when I have holidays, like I want to talk to each person, like I, or the ones I care about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's like, I I want to have this deep time with people. And what I found is now like, I mean, just in general, I'm not really wanting to stay up until 4am. And like, especially with a kid, I'm going to be up at 630 in the morning. So that's where the staying over, like, I really would like to figure out how to make that work, because it allows us to go to bed earlier and still wake up even though we're waking up before everybody else but just have this full day of hanging out um and it does feel a lot more relaxed than the actual holiday it's a lot fewer people are there but a lot of my cousins stay over and uh so you kind of just get to have these connections the next day too yeah i love that so um all right so the next question was on some like go-to recipes or what you do for the holidays. And 
What do you? Oh dear. I, (laughs) I don't really do a lot with being the one who travels. Like I don't, yeah, my kitchen, I don't have all my stuff. So I'm not, I think you might have a better answer than me on this one. (laughs) What are some of yours? Yeah. So I can share what I'm bringing to Thanksgiving this year and kind of why, like part of the setting limits and making things that work for you and being able to connect with family. I think if I have a few things that I know I can eat this and feel okay about it, it's a lot easier for me to just not be like, Oh my God, there's nothing I can eat here. And just be in this positive space around the food. Cause I mean, Thanksgiving, it's a lot about the food. (laughs) And I, I think maybe even a few years ago when I started this diet, it, it came from more of a judgy place and like a, I felt deprived because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't get to enjoy the things everybody else was enjoying. So for me, just bringing a couple of things that I really enjoy, but also fit what I want to be eating is pretty key. So really all I'm bringing is a couple sides this year. I'm bringing like a, so Trader Joe's has this cauliflower stuffing. Mm -hmm. So it has all the spices of stuffing in it. It's kind of bland on its own, but I add like, I cook some mushrooms in butter and then add a couple bags of this uh, stuffing that's pre-made and it has like cranberries and cauliflower and whatever. And then I add a bunch of spices. So it's super easy because I'm taking pre-made frozen bags. I love that. <laughs> um, but it's really good. And I got like, a lot of great compliments on it last year. Like actually a couple of my other family members are going gluten-free So I'm hoping this kind of becomes more of a thing like where, and I I love stuffing and that was something where, you know, you can't have the stuffing that (laughs) has all the bread in it. Like that was one of the first things I had to cut and it's one of my favorites. So it still kind of has that taste of like the sage and the spices in it. Um, And then the other thing I'm bringing is Brussels sprouts with bacon because yeah, obvious reasons. (laughs) Say no more, bacon. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can easily have a plate of turkey and those two sides and feel like this is a great meal. Um, so the other thing, I might try to bring something for breakfast the next day, um, especially because Connor's there. Like, But really, I, my uncle tends to make some sort of egg casserole and they're not pasture-raised eggs, but it's fine for one day. And he knows that I'm gluten-free. So he, you know, it's it's just, and my son loves eggs, so it, that works. So I think just kind of finding those, I don't want to say pain points, but pain points of like, I'm really going to feel deprived that I can't have the dessert. Then you want to bring a dessert. Yeah. Um, and again, so. no shame in that. <laughs> And honestly, if you don't tell people, oh, this is gluten-free or this is whatever, whatever, they're probably not going to know anyways, because typically if you tell them, they'll make a big deal about it. Maybe, I don't know. Some people are dramatic, but. (laughs) My cousin makes this like, we call it razzy peas, but it's like this like (laughs) raspberry jello. And then there's a layer of something else and then a layer of pretzels. And so it's not really a dessert. It's kind of like a jello thing. 
but I'm just like, oh, can you make half the pan with gluten-free pretzels? And that's kind of my dessert. It's it's like the crust is like pretzels and butter. And so it's not a health food by any means, but I enjoy it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm okay enough with that choice that it's like, okay, now I don't have to look at the pies. Like this is, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Meanwhile, me, I'm still like, I'll take a small slice of this pie, a small slice of that pie. And then I don't eat it all. I mean, I'll I just, do that. I just want to like I'll taste it, you know? <laughs> like a pumpkin pie or a cheesecake where I can just like eat around the crust. Yes. Like take oh my, my fork and take the middle out. <laughs> <laughs> cheesecake is That great. might be happening too. So. <laughs> okay. And then we got a question about gift giving. And I don't know if it's specific to family members or kids, but I would love to hear what you, gift giving is not my love language. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it is not mine either, but I know it's my mother-in-law's. Like she loves gift giving. So I'm assuming this is more about Christmas than Thanksgiving where, yeah, I think. <laughs> or, or birthdays, but it's something where specifically my mother-in-law loves to have a ton of things to open and we don't really want to do that. We want to have one gift for Connor, maybe one from me and Scott and one from Santa or something like that. But we really want to keep it simple. We don't want to make the holiday all about looking forward to presents. So um, like, so trying to introduce things that are fun, like, uh, we think the gingerbread house will be a fun family <laughs> idea. As long as you don't have a um, meat in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, you, I, I gotta see if I can send you a picture of this gingerbread house. Like, it was Please pathetic, <laughs> but it was like, it was still kind of fun. And Scott, um, like, Snapchatted, like, he made designs. And then I'm just like, no, we can't do that design. We have to make it really simple. And then we like made the gingerbread house. And then he like took a picture of the house next to his design. And he's like, because uh, he's in like construction and project management kind of stuff. And he's like, contractor did not follow instructions. Like, Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was seriously just like a box. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so yeah, we want to make the holidays more than about the gifts, but it is my my mother-in-law specifically, she gets him a lot of stuff all the time. And I struggle with trying to ask her not to. And that was something where when it was at my house, when she was watching Connor at our house, I kind of would drop these passive aggressive hints of like oh actually um we're getting kind of full and over here do you want some of this stuff for your house because it was my way of saying don't get more things and he just comes home all the time with new socks and new clothes and she bought him new boots last week and he has three pairs of boots because we got them at this used sale in September we're like okay we're getting all of our winter stuff now. And my mom goes with me. So she knows that we're doing this, but she bought him a new coat and he already had a coat. And I, it's, it's one of these things that from an environmental perspective really bothers me, but it's really important to her to shop these sales and 
buy a lot of things. So I've had to talk to Scott about that because it's his mom and she's like, I mean, he just kind of made a comment. He's like, you know how much you care about paleos and stuff? Like, that's my mom with gifts. Like, <laughs> he was just kind of being cheeky about it. But like, he's like, this is her thing. So we decided like, we don't want to take that away from her either. And so we're trying to find a way to set limits around that. So what we landed on was we don't want cheap plastic stuff. We want things that can be a little bit more environmental. Um, you know, recycling paper or uh, wrapping paper can't be recycled. And that might be something that she likes making beautiful gifts and I'm not going to let it ruin my holiday. But it it is things that like these things really bother me and give other people joy. And it's really hard to find that balance. Like this is specifically a really difficult one for me. And I need to figure out a way to like be a part of society. <laughs> um, so I think that's, that's where we're trying to go is like, can we have, we'll still do the gifts, but can we make them more environmentally responsible? So that's something, um, you know, the, we both work with beauty counter. It's a certified B corporation. So that means that they, as a company are making certain efforts for sustain sustainability with the environment, like with their sourcing, with whatever they're doing, they're trying to actually make a positive impact on the environment rather than a negative one. So there's a lot of different ways, like you plant trees to replenish the paper you're using or just just being responsible as a company to the planet. So that would be somewhere where I'd start. Of course, I love Beauty Counter. But really, the, there's a lot of great companies that are doing great things that at this time of year when you're spending money, why not use it to support companies that are doing things that they're doing it right? You don't have to buy a bunch of cheap crap just because you feel like you have to get somebody a gift. Um, so I don't want to seem judgy in this, but it is a big thing for me because it's, it really makes a lot of things difficult for me to enjoy. I think this even more than the food thing. I'm just like, can we not be so wasteful? Mm -hmm. Um, it, it just really is one of those things that I, I have to navigate and I have to set boundaries around because it will ruin my holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't want that. So, and then another, another thing, like, um, I've gotten gifts of like meat, fish or spices, like really nice pasture raised steaks or salmon, like vital choice is another certified B corporation and they do sustainable wild caught, um, fishing fisheries or I don't know if that's the right word, but just getting really nice salmon fillets from there. So it's things that, um, I think my mom and dad still appreciate because they know the food tastes really good, but they wouldn't bring for that quality of food for themselves. So it's, you know, in a way, like, I, I don't know, I'm supporting companies that I think are doing something great. And I might get a cut of meat, like a filet that we don't eat ourselves because it's pricey, but it's a nice gift. So um, not that, that we never That's eat filet, but... Yeah, so that's something I love doing. Uh, we've done Primal Palette 
spices, mm. so organic spice blends. They're just, they're my favorite. <laughs> and they're so pretty for a gift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at, just navigating only spending money where you feel good about spending your money. I love that. I really do. And I think this is such a time of year where everyone just buys all the things just to have the things like you said. And it's just, it's, it's important to me as well to not be that way and not have my son see that. Everything you said resonated with me because we are the same with the gift giving. We don't want to do a big thing either. And the plastics, we are so tired of that. Everything just sits in our house and yeah. Yeah. The waste, everything you said. Second thought. So have you, have you had any conversations with family members about it or Um, is it maybe not necessary? Yeah. It, my parents have, they're really good about that. Um, my in-laws surprise falls on deaf ears. So, but they are gifters too. I mean, both, both sides, they buy him stuff all the time. Most of the time my, my mom will buy him clothes if he needs it or whatever, which helps us out with this whole, you know, remediation situation and being a little financially strapped. So that's nice. I always appreciate that, but yeah, it, it can get excessive. So. Yeah. Like. And I, I would like to caveat that because with my mother-in-law, like it's so nice that she buys him stuff too. Like, yeah. you know, if he needs socks, he has socks and I haven't, I didn't have to figure it out. It's just sometimes when it's this excess, and of course, she doesn't know how many pairs of socks we have at our house. But like, that's when it kind of starts to bother me of like, do we need all these things? Like, um, but yeah, I, I am with you. Like, I want to be appreciative, but also like, can we set limits on this? So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's completely valid. Well, that's all the questions we had. And I hope this helps everyone kind of navigate the holidays a little easier. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you have wonderful times with your families. We are excited, but yeah, have a good week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you liked what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.